the World Wrestling Federation, for over 50 years. symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Going everybody, we're talking New Japan's G1 Climax Night 17. Only two nights left, and actually a few short hours. Two hours. Night 18 will begin, featuring the matchup between Kazuchika Okada and Kenny Omega, the third matchup in their amazing, amazing rivalry. And here we are listening to the Gorillas of Destiny's awesome theme. And now we're going to talk Night 17 first, of course, because Night 18 is still two hours away. And this was another good card with a very, very emotional match, especially between Bad Luck Fale and Yuji Nagata. And the show opened up with, let's see, the opening tag matches here. Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Taichi, Suzuki-gun, against the Young Lions, Katsuya Kitamura, Harai Kawato, and Tomayuki Oka. Suzuki has been beating up the Young Lions throughout the G1, so this is a nice little payoff right here. And uh, they give Kitamura a lot in this match. They obviously see him as a future star. And with good reason, the man has charisma, although he has had uh, a few botches. And there was a botch in this match too, but I, can't, I think he almost dropped Suzuki on his head. Uh, the end of this match came when Desperado pinned, uh, pinned Kawato. He pinned Kawato with the Angel's Wings. Next up, we had the Gorillas of Destiny against Bushi and Sonata, Los Angobernables de Hapan. And this was a pretty good tag match. Sonata came across uh, very well, as he usually does. And Bushi uh, was pinned after the Gorillas of Destiny hit their Gorilla Warfare. Um, I believe Sonata broke it up, and then uh, Tamatonga hit a gun stun and pinned him. That might not be right. It could have been the Gorilla Warfare. Uh, then we had Satoshi Kojima and Juice Robinson against Evil and Hiromu Takahashi. This was, of course, Lawson Gobernables to Hapan against NJT NJPW. And this was another good tag bout. Nothing too bad. And the end came when uh, Evil... Uh, or sorry, the end came when Robinson blasted... Uh, who did he beat? He must have beat Takahashi. Yeah, yeah, that was this. Uh, Robinson blasted Takahashi with a lariat and then hit the pulp friction for the win. 
not a big fan of Takahashi taking all these losses, given his, um, I guess, main event junior status, but it is what it is. Uh, then we had War Machine making the return my, uh, to New Japan with their tag team titles, the IWGP Tag Team, tag team Championship. Then uh, War Machine, Michael Elgin, and Rusuke Taguchi, Taguchi Japan, and Rico- Ricochet, can't forget him, against the Bullet Club, the Young Bucks, Cody, Cody, Cody Rhodes, Chase Owens, and Hangman Adam Page. This was great. This was a really, really fun tag match that highlighted the uh, strengths of everyone in the both sides here. Everyone came out of it looking good. And let's see, I'm just trying to think of some other... There was a really great spot. Uh, the Bullet Club promised to win this match with a moonsault. And so Hansen was on the ground. And uh, let's see, then uh, Cody missed a moonsault. And then Hangman Page missed a moonsault. Then... Uh, the Young Bucks missed a moonsault, and then Chase Owens missed a moonsault, and so all five of them missed a moonsault on Hanson, and then Hanson went up to the top rope and hit a moonsault on Chase Owens, which was quite funny, and then Ricochet wiped out the Bullet Club with a dive, and uh, then Elgin finished off Chase Owens, hitting the Elgin Bomb for a win. This was great. Then next up, we had Chaos, Kazuchika Okada, and Toriyano against Kenny Omega and Yujiro Takahashi, the Bullet Club. And Omega, or not Omega, Okada looked tired. He looked exhausted. His hair was disheveled. He had it written all over his face. He came out with lots of fire, looking like he was excited. But when the camera went to his face, you could see it in his eyes. He's tired. He's worn down. And this is brilliant storytelling. I really, truly believe this is Okada selling the exhaustion of the tournament and a, a prime example of why Okada is the best in the world. And anytime he was in the ring with Omega, he seemed wary uh, and weary too. Wary as in worried and weary as in tired. And Okada sold the exhaustion so well throughout this match and he looked hurt and it just, it was perfect storytelling leading into night 18, which will happen in two hours. And I think because he's so worn down, Omega is going to take it to him like he never had before. He's going to attack and attack and attack and attack and beat Okada. I think this is the time for Omega to finally get the win over Okada and go to the finals against Naito. The final A block matches featured Bad Luck Fale against Yuji Nagata. And this was Nagata's last G1 match ever. And I was predicting from the start Nagata might play spoiler for Fale. I think that would be a good story, but they didn't do that. And uh, then they, uh, Nagata and uh, Fale actually had a very good match. Fale dominated the early portions of the match, choking him outside on the ring. They teased a double countout spot, and this had the fans so hot. And of course, everyone wants Nagata to survive, and Nagata made it back into the ring in time. Nagata started to target Bad Luck Fale's leg, chopped down that big man, and then he was able to actually eventually hit an exploder on Fale, which was awesome. Fale clubs him with uh, blows and punches and tries to get the 
control back. He went for the grenade, but Nagata grabbed the arm and sunk uh, the armbar on. Then Nagata transitioned to an ankle lock, and then went to the Nagata lock, which we I don't think we've seen yet the G1 in the G1, which was really cool. Then Nagata hit his running knee in the corner and a backdrop driver, but Fale kicked out. Fale soon hit his a spear and went for the grenade again, but Nagata escaped. And then Fale hit a clothesline and followed up with the bad luck fall for the win, defeating Yuji Nagata, defeating his teacher and mentor, the one who trained him as a young lion many years ago. And at the end of the match afterwards, Bad Luck Fale held up the two-sweet sign to show respect to Nagata. And then Nagata opted to throw up his hand sign as well. He posed, and then Fale bowed in a show of respect. And then they played Nagata's music, and the announcer, Shinpei Nagami, was crying because his favorite wrestler in the world, this was his last G1, and there was Blue Justice posters everywhere and then uh, Nagata was crying fans were crying I was crying I admit this I teared up watching this it, it was uh, it made me so sad to see this is Nagata's last G1 when he's still one of the best in the world I still hope we get a few more single matches out of him this may have been one of the last singles matches of his career though which is quite sad but it, it, it comes for everyone uh, he is 49 years old, and he is getting up there, and I guess this was his time, and he decided that was it. But truthfully, I do hope we get at least a few more singles matches out of his career eventually. Uh, you know, maybe a never-open-weight match here and there. Who, who knows? He could even get a uh, IWGP championship match out of nowhere sometime down the line. Next up, we had Togi Makabe against Yoshihashi. And again, the crowd was really hot for everything in the show. The, the the crowd's always hot for the last three shows. And I believe it's in Sumo Hall. And the crowd is always, always hot there. And it's so, so great. So we how they did this, there was some good back and forth in the early parts of the match. Makabe went for his uh, knee drop, but Yoshihashi moved out of the way, followed up with a lariat. He went for the butterfly lock, but Makabe powered out. Makabe made a comeback and fought Yoshihashi on the top rope, then hit a spider suplex, that German suplex at the top, then hit his King Kong knee drop for the win. Next up, we had Zack Sabre Jr. and Tomohiro Ishii. This was awesome. This was a rematch from their IWGP US title tournament match in Long Beach, and it was a very, very high standard. I, I'm having a hard time picking which one was better, but the finish of this one was absolutely incredible. Saber tried to mat wrestle him for the whole match, and uh, Ishii was countered a lot of it, and he hit, uh, let's see, then there was a lot of strikes here by Ishii. He chops Saber against the ropes and into the turnbuckle. Saber fired back with a Pele kick to Ishii's arm and then took him down. He began to focus and work it over the arm and wrist. Ishii was able to counter with a back suplex and got control again. Saber got a choke in the ropes and applied an armbar. Saber worked on the wrist and bent it back, but Ishii was able to grab the ropes. 
Saber hit kicks to the kneeling Ishii, and then Ishii again invited him to strike because Ishii's awesome, and got up to his feet. Then Ishii hit a uh, his own blows, and Saber tried to ground him again, drop kicking the knees. Uh, later on, Ishii uh, kicked out of a penalty kick from Zack Saber Jr., but Saber went it to the upper, uh, got the upper hand by going after the knee in the knee bar. Ishii got to the ropes, but Saber kept focusing on the legs. Ishii, uh, Ishii slammed his own head into the turnbuckle a few times as he tried to get through the pain, and then he dared Saber to keep kicking him and floored Saber with a chop when he did. So Ishii connected with some blows, then hit, went for a dragon suplex, but Zack Saber Jr. countered into a pin, and then he put on the ankle lock and wrapped his leg around Ishii's bad knee, and then. He, uh, Ishii got an ankle lock of his own, but ZSJ with a headbutt to the chest, followed with a lariat for a near fall. Oh, sorry, he hit ZSJ with a headbutt to the chest, then followed with a lariat for a near fall. Then Saber countered uh, Ishii into a head and arm submission, and then, uh, and then he, uh, then Saber kept Ishii from the ropes and switched to focusing on Ishii's better leg while also kicking the back. And, I mean, Ishii was basically face first and bent in half. It was an incredible submission. I don't even know what to call it. And then uh, the ref called for the bell because Ishii passed out. He didn't tap out, but he passed out. And Ishii came across looking extremely strong. He's never tapped out in his career. He was choked out by Bobby Fish, and he was... Passed out here in this crazy submission by Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, and ZSJ gets a big win over Ishii in a very good match. Next up, we had the co-main event, Hiroki Goto against Kota Ibushi. And this was another very good match. Uh, Goto worked on early on with a clothesline, and he sent uh, Ibushi into the barricade. And Ibushi fought back, and he had some good offense, uh, standing moonsault. Abushi hit a German suplex, but Goto fired back with a clothesline. Abushi uh, managed to Pele kick Goto while Goto was on the top rope. And uh, Abushi goes to the top, but Goto fights back, sends him down to the mat. And then Abushi counters by jumping up to the top rope and hitting a top rope hurricanrana. Goto caught Abushi and uh, put him in the Samoan driver position and hit the Yushigorashi. Goto followed with a big penalty kick. Goto picks him up, uh, but Abushi countered with a roll-up. Kamagoye attempt by Abushi, but Goto maintains wrist control and hits a reverse GTR, and then he hits the actual GTR and pins Abushi. This was, again, another really, really great match. The, uh, appara- the announcers were speculating what's next for Ibushi. Would he stick around? And I'm expecting, because of his win against Tanahashi, he's going to be in contendership for the Intercontinental title very soon. Next up, we had Tetsuya Naito and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And oh my goodness, this was a great match. These two are having one of the best feuds in New Japan right now. And they've gone back and forth. And the last match they had, Tanahashi beat Naito for the Intercontinental Championship. And this was another another really great match. It's hard to pick which one out of all their matches is the best, but this is certainly up there. 
Naito uh, immediately attacked Tanahashi's arm, and this was uh, just working over that arm relentlessly throughout the whole match. Tanahashi missed a senton up the middle rope, but he ended up taking Naito out anyways and sending Naito to the outside, and then he hit a high fly flow to the floor, which that move always amazes me. Uh, if you didn't know what the high fly flow was, it's it's a frog splash. Um, but when he hits it to the floor, it's to a standing opponent, so Naito's standing, then uh, um, Tanahashi flies off the top rope, turns himself sideways in midair, and kind of hits like a crossbody, but it still ends up being uh, the frog splash or the high fly flow. Unbelievable move. If you're wondering where Seth Rollins gets his moveset from, 99% of it comes from Hiroshi, Tana- Hiroshi Tanahashi. Naito then grabbed Tanahashi's arm, and slingshot it, sending Tanahashi to the floor in pain as they were going back into the ring. And then he hit a drop kick and uh, targeted the arm with it. And then he went for Destino, but Tanahashi countered with a German suplex. Naito went for a super hurricane of the top rope, but Tanahashi rolled through with a cradle and got a near fall. Tanahashi fought back against a dragon suplex, sidestepped Naito, and hit two sling blades. Then he hit one high fly flow, but missed the second. Then uh, Naito went for the satellite DDT, but Tanahashi grabbed Naito's leg and hit a massive dragon screw. He wrapped Naito in the Texas Cloverleaf, and it was so close. This was a perfect work-the-ropes spot as Naito struggled to the ropes. It looked like he was just about to tap out, and the ref was this close to stopping it. And he ended up grabbing the ropes at the last second, and this match was at the 25-minute mark. And so I was thinking, is this going to go to a draw? What happens if this goes to a draw? And Naito hit the Destino and went for a second, but Tanahashi hit three twisting neckbreakers, and then Tanahashi hit the ropes for a sling blade, but Naito countered and hit two Destinos and pinned Tanahashi to win the A block, nearing the 30-minute mark. This was such a great match, and this was so close to a draw. The pacing was perfect. And uh, I was talking about this on Twitter last night when I watched this. Uh, Tanahashi is unbelievable at pacing his matches. He has the perfect storytelling and psychology for every match he's in, even if it's not the match of the night. He maximizes everything to get the crowd to react just the way he wants them to, to just the level he wants them to every single time he's out there. And of course, Naito is unbelievable too. But people who think Tanahashi's lost a step, they need to watch these matches. Tanahashi has not lost a step. Yes, he's hurting, and he probably should take time off with a bicep injury. I kind of wish he did, so he'd preserve his body for longer. But the dude hasn't slowed down. Not very much, if, if at all. Maybe a little bit, but he's still up there, and he's still the ace. I know Okada's the ace, too. But the two top guys in New Japan are still Tanahashi and Okada. There's no question about that. And Okada is the number one guy now, but Tanahashi's still the heart and soul of this promotion. And I I can't wait till we see Tanahashi Okada again. I'm hoping we see that next year. And maybe Tanahashi has one last run at the top. But this was an excellent, excellent match. And the show ends with Tetsuya Naito... uh, 
giving the roll call for Los Ingobernables du De Hapan, and that leads us to the only thing left is the B block with main evented by Okada and Omega, and that is going to happen now in less than two hours, about two, about an hour and a half, maybe an hour, 40 minutes, somewhere around there. And we're almost there, friends. We're almost there to what will be one of the best matches off the whole G1. And I'm going to close this out with the Gorillas of Destiny's theme as we get prepared for Night 18. Oh my goodness, this has been a great G1. And I hope if you're listening to this in the future, well after this G1, know this. This G1 has been incredible and exceptional in every single way and go watch this Naito and Tanahashi match you will not be disappointed it was incredible and with all that being said I'm gonna gear up and get some more coffee in myself I've already had three cups I'm gonna have uh, one or two more and I'll be ready for the G1 show night 18, which will be starting in two hours at 6.30 in the morning. Oh my goodness, I'm nuts. But have fun, everyone. We're going to have a great time watching Omega Okada 3, and I'll be back later today once I get a little bit of sleep, and then I will review Night 18. So we'll talk to you again after a while. Gorilla Tactics, it's time for warfare, yo, we came to battle, yo, we aim to kill. <laughs>